I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. Huh? I gotta think of a way to get, huh? I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. Black Aristocrats Podcast. <laughs> I'm tired, bitch. I'm saying I got a little razzle dazzle, it's alright. Like aristocrat shit. Dom Kennedy, volume two. You gotta know how much you're getting per album to be militant. I could write it for you, you still couldn't deliver it. You get more than a black card for your membership. Paying taxes, holding guns, big benefits. Another pair of acne jeans, or oh, I'm killing shit. Got nothing to lose, got nothing to lose. I'm from the side of LA that feel like they broke. Inventory climbing, plane now arriving. She got my double single ready in my half and half. Risk on freeze, just left them Friday. She wanna be with me, cause she know I'm with it. Caught another metronome off the backboard. I was already known, fuck I rap for. Cussing at the cop and he arrived. Black Aristocrat shit, man. Black Aristocrat Podcast. What's up, people? We here. We here with another one. You know, happy Friday. Happy Friday. However you want to say it, however you want to call it. It's payday for some, and it ain't payday for others. But, shouts out to everybody who getting paid every day. I see you. Black Aristocrat shit. Keep on grinding, baby. I see you. We in for another one, man. This is episode 20. We 20 down, people. We got 20 episodes down in the books. I never thought I would even get to five. You heard me? I never thought I'd get to five, but look at it. We at 20. Time is flying. We're doing some good things. We're making people laugh, putting some fat on their brain, and we also making you think. That's all we could ask for at this Black Aristocrat Podcast. Today... I got my man back with me again. I told y'all get used to him. He gonna be a regular on the podcast, man. Welcome to the show again, Sergeant. First class, that is. Sergeant Shane Payne. Correct me if I messed up on, on, on your prefixes, but you gonna get me right. Welcome, Shane Payne, to the show again. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> you doing good. That was correct. All right, all right. I got it right. I got it right. What's good, baby? <laughs> What's good? Oh, nothing much. Nothing all right, much. man. We got to catch up a little bit, man. We got to catch up a little bit. Let everybody know what you've been up to, man. Uh, really? I'm on, currently on leave, so I'm taking advantage of getting a lot of my runs in. Trying to go for a 50 mile or so. Got a lot of running to do, so before um, March. So, so what you're saying is you've been training real, real heavy. Yeah, I'm trying to put in the miles. I'm going to pick it up uh, coming here in the next couple of um, big long runs, but I'm just trying to get some miles on my legs right now. So so, so you're training for a 50-mile run, correct? Yeah, 50 miles. 50 miles, we'll see how it goes. But I'm pretty confident I can get it done. So what's training like when you train for 50 miles on a weekly basis? Uh, so or, should I, or should I say on a daily basis? If you're training... For a 50-mile run, how many miles are you running daily, and how many times a week are you actually hitting the pavement? Uh, so I'm running um, 50 miles 
50 miles, almost 50 miles per week. Right now it's like between 30 and um, 40. But when I start getting into my actual training, it's going to be around 50 miles per week. Daily could go from either uh, a small run would be around five to eight. And then my longest run would probably be like, I think that it was like 41 or 31 miles. What forty one so, or thirty one miles? Yeah. What at one time? Yeah. During the week? Yeah. So usually my uh, my Sundays would be my long run, Bruh, So you meet, bruh. No, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. I'm a saying minute. I got a little razzle dazzle. It's all right. Wait a minute. I just got a little razzle dazzle. Goddamn self. <laughs> you said you run thirty miles in one day. Correct. Yeah. Me no, that, that's what that's what I uh, I'm looking at. I'm gonna be it's eighteen to twenty gonna be typical, but I'm gonna have a couple thirty one milers, um, maybe have like a forty miler, and it's just to you know get the legs tired, so you know what it feels like when you're actually running a fifty mile in one run. So you telling me on the Sunday? I'm just making sure I'm correct, bro. I'm trying to picture this. So you telling me just on the Sunday you might just get up and say, hey, this is the long run today. You gonna run twenty to thirty miles? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely getting up. That's an early morning right there, you know. Try to beat the sun. So, you know, that's definitely going to happen. You're going to see it for yourself. (laughs) Man, see what I'm saying? We got to give a round of applause for that, man. If that don't show you ambition, that don't show you dedication, if that don't show you drive, you know what I'm saying? You got to take your mind, not only your mind, but your body as well through some tough places mentally and physically to be able to power through that and every like as everything in life I feel like it starts mental so if you can conquer the mental gymnastics of the game I feel like the physical part is is, is easy it's easy and and you sound yeah. like you sound like you got it under control my man so big ups to that bro. yeah yeah definitely I'm hitting 12 miles tomorrow so 12 miles will be that's gonna be a short run pretty soon. Now it's it's considered a long run, but when I start my actual training, because right now I'm doing a um a full marathon training because I'm gonna run a full marathon in December. Um, like we talked last time, my watch only told me I'd done 22 miles, so it bothered me enough to run that same marathon to get my watch to say that I ran 26 miles. But once I get out of that, uh, I'm going straight into the 50 mile, which I'll be running in March. So basically, so, you saying you running them 20, 30 miles on a Sunday. These 26 miles for this marathon is going to be light work. Yeah. By the time I run it, it will be. <laughs> I, should have, I should have a better time. Last time I ran it in four, four hours and 52 minutes. So I def, I'm definitely expecting, you know, barring no injuries or, you know, my legs don't mess up on me. I'm going to try the early fours. I'm going to try to shoot four. That's what's up, man. I ain't mad at you, boy. I ain't mad at you, boy. I like it, man. I like it. And, um, you know, like I said, you you got any, matter of fact, real quick, you got any tips you want to give the runners out there, man? You know, I'm a runner myself. I just started, so I could definitely use some tips, man. You know, that's one thing we do on the podcast. We all about, you know, passing on informative information that can help our fellow aristocrat. So... Give the listeners any running tips or any learn any. Let me let me let me let me let me give a better term. 
Don't make it tips. Give the listeners any advice that you can give us based on your trial and error running all in miles. Is it, uh, so is it, is it the shoes? Uh, let, me, let me help you out. Is it the shoes? Is it is it your running posture? Is it sleep? Is it, you know, let let us know. So so my thing is, depending on, like, where you're starting at, you're just starting, just don't, you don't have to go out and get big miles, you know. Uh, two, a mile and a half, two miles, three miles, that's, that's pretty good. You know, just get your body used to running because the one thing you don't want to do it start doing a lot of running because you're going to start injuring your legs if your body not used to that. So you got to get your body used to the running. So that's why I don't jump from, like, my 12 miles straight to, uh, let's say, like a 25 or a 30, um, 31 miles because that will kind of – that's too big of a jump. I think they say don't go no more than 3%. So you're not a runner. Just ease into it. The shoes does play a part in it. Um I've been running Nikes lately. I ran some other shoes um, before, and I liked them. But you just got to kind of test them out and see what don't give you blisters and what kind of help your feet out. And then stretching, which I'm kind of bad at right now, so I'm trying to get myself into that. But stretching and um, start strengthening up the legs in the weight room. Nothing really heavy, but just get your legs, get your legs um, and your core strong, and then hydrate. Um, I think that'll, that'll get you started. And then as you get used of it, you'll find out what your body like and what your body don't like. And then you could go from there. Um, so that, that's the big thing is being comfortable with yourself and don't, don't worry about nobody else. Just push yourself according to how your body feels. So, okay. and it's take your time easy into it. And then you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it or you're not going to like it. And then you, when you get done, you'll be like, man, oh man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll do it again. You end up feeling good. Yeah, <laughs> I like it, man. I like it, man. I like it. And I'm damn sure going to take that advice. So should we stretch before or after or both? Both. Okay. So that's what I've been learning, you know. So a lot of my time is, you know, trying to figure out how to be successful with these 50 models. So I've been doing a lot of YouTube and a lot of um, reading people's messages and stuff. But stretching before and after, you know, um, so that way your body – your body don't get injured. Because if you can stay injury-free doing training, then you'll, have, you'll be more successful doing whatever race you want to do, whether it's uh, 5K, 10K, or some of these half marathons or full marathons. I like it, bro. Well, there you have it. Black Aristocrat Run Tip of the Week. Brought to you by First Class Sergeant, Sherry Payne. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to try to get that in a little bit more, too, because I know health is wealth. And, um, you know, I know it sucks in the beginning stages of it, man, but believe you me, health is wealth. It's going to pay off in the long run. You just got to, you know, it will, definitely. It. You just got to stick with it, man. And we all going to support each other as well as give each other tips, man. So you could always come to this podcast for any running tips. You know, my man would be happy to, to pass them on down. You know, so <clears throat> that was Most it. For definitely, you. man. That that was it for your running segment of the podcast. We gonna we gonna talk briefly about Hurricane Dorian. Mm. Hurricane Dorian, which is a female, and if y'all know the history of storms, y'all know them females don't play. The last <laughs> one was Barry. Barry, little punk ass, ain't do shit, but damn near just just <laughs> just rain for twenty minutes, and that was it. 
I went get some sandbags for Barry. Ain't even need them. <laughs> I think I might have got a generator too. They were scaring me. <laughs> that mud ain't even. <laughs> that mud ain't even come out the box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is a blessing. I ain't gonna lie, but you know, Hurricane Dorian. She's a woman. You know how these woman storms get. Um, quick update. As of now, her winds hit 130 miles per hour. She is now a Category 4 hurricane. Um, this was just updated about 13 minutes ago. So um, as far as the, the track, she, you know, she's still heading northwest, 570 miles east of West Palm Beach. So you got about a good, I say, five hours West Palm Beach. Embrace yourself. If that's not enough time to evacuate everybody in the West Palm Beach area, you know, please prepare yourself the best way you can. Take all your storm precautions and don't take this as a joke. Um, a Category 4 hurricane is pretty dangerous. Any hurricane is dangerous, but um, anytime you're in the Category 3 zone up, I feel like it's, you know, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty dangerous, and I think people should start taking it serious. Um, also... Um, what we got, 10 miles per hour right now, so that's giving the hurricane plenty of time to keep on growing and intensifying, which is very dangerous. Um, the, biggest, the biggest concern that um, the news people is looking out for is she's in slow motion. She, she going to be in slow motion when she get near Florida, placing some areas at a high risk of prolonged drawing out event. Like, I'm sorry. She's moving in slow motion when she gets to Florida, placing some of the areas in the state at an increasing risk of prolonged, drawn-out, strong winds. Very dangerous, and also some dangerous, strong stir, um, storm surges as well. Heavy rainfall, of course, that comes with the, with the Category 4 hurricane. Scenarios for the east coast of Florida remain varied, which means, as of right now, everybody on that east coast of that Florida line along the coast we iffy. We don't know. So that's kind of me where I'm at. I'm in the panhandle. Um, that East Coast is is pretty much in Miami and all that side, like close to your South Carolinas and the Georgia along that coastline. So all y'all keep y'all heads up, man. Nobody knows as of right now. It could shift and go north up the coast, or it could just stay on Florida and just hit and go on through. Um, the closer it gets, man, as of now, man, we're going to really be able to tell. All I ask is everybody just please take these precautions serious and be safe. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. I just want to give everybody the heads up and know that I'm praying for everybody. And y'all just take y'all once again, just take these safety precautions very serious. Um, yeah, man, that's important. Um, actually, I just sent my whole um, power taking this um, left for Puerto Rico on Monday. Mm-hmm. For the one that was hitting in um, Puerto Rico, and I know my battalion is currently, we have some in Pittsburgh, but I'm pretty sure some of them will be traveling down to Florida um, in case Powell go out um, yeah. to help restore Powell. Hell yeah, and I'm in a, um, how, how does something like that work? Could you could you go through the protocol of something like that whenever the power goes out and uh, you guys got to go out? Yeah, basically, we get our orders from like, um, the high echelons, and they request us to go, and we usually work hand in hand with FEMA. Um, so once FEMA feel like we need to be out there, we'll do the assessments for FEMA. So like buildings, like the police station, 
hospitals, you know, important buildings to keep people alive or whatever. Mm-hmm. We will go do assessment of those buildings so that way if the power do go out, mm-hmm. then they could um, bring generators to restore the power with that. Um, do you got any knowledge of solar panels? How does solar panels play an effect on this? Do it help or do they not help just because, you know, the sun is not out? Is solar panels ineffective when it comes down to hurricanes or what? You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not sure on that. Cause I was looking. I was like, I see everybody over here has solar panels, and I was like, man, maybe I need to invest in solar panels. So I'm currently doing research on so, um, solar panels myself. Uh, I'm not sure how it works in hurricanes. That's that's a good point though. With the clouds being, uh, with the sun being covered by clouds all day. Yep. Um. And and I've been I've been looking at at it too. Um. Some people say it's expensive. Some people say it's not. Um, I don't even know um, how much or how big of a solar panel would I have to get to basically um, power my home or power the important devices around my home. So I'm going to look into some information about that as well. I know for a fact most high-end solar panels, they probably can withstand practically any environmental condition. Um, But as far as hurricanes go, I feel like the biggest damage that a hurricane can cause to it is probably like from the wind and water exposure, because I, I I pretty I, I think they're pretty solid when they put them on your roof or in the ground. So um, yeah, I'm looking right now. I say like an uh, average solar panel system will cost about twelve twelve thousand five hundred. God damn. So yeah. Shit. (laughs) And that's only for um let me tell how much water that is. Let me see. I wanna say that it's only six kilowatts. So I don't know how much six kilowatts how much that will power a home, but yeah, the average is twelve thousand five hundred for six kilowatts. And the same um that's out there Texas. And the same with the right installation. They could withstand up to 150 miles per hour, so that's pretty much hurricane winds. Um, yeah, Oregon is at 130 right now, so I think 150 is is is, is category five. So you know, I think it's pretty safe in the hurricane. Yeah, definitely, man. It's probably worth it in the long the long run. Hell yeah! So. I need to get with these. I just need that type of money. Hell yeah! <laughs> and I feel like, and I and I feel like, man, the way the way things been going now, bro. Yes, that yes, you're right as far as that goes. But I also feel like, with proper research and preparation, I feel like we could come up with something ourselves, man. If we put our heads together, you know. Oh what I'm yeah, saying? I'm sure we can come up with something ourselves. That's it's a that's, lot of smart people, man. That's that's that's. that's 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 less cost effective. That ain't gonna be twelve grand. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I <laughs> yeah, could get that, if I could get a a panel big enough to just run my AC, I'm cool with that. <laughs> hey, you just need an AC. That's huh? all I need, man. An AC, man. Maybe the and maybe the fridge to keep the food straight. That's it. <laughs> I get a propane tank to cook out that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, that's a good point, man. You know what I'm saying for real. So, um, once again, I hope everybody got the necessities. Um, propane tanks, waters, uh, radios, batteries, candles, all that stuff, man. Pray for Florida. Yep. Pray for Puerto Rico. All the islands that 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 got hit or brushed by it on the way here. Just pray for everybody, man. Pray for everybody. Yeah, stay safe out there. Yes, stay safe. Stay safe. So that was, you know, that's our little briefing on on on, on Hurricane Dorian. 
while we doing the podcast, if any um if any up to date or urgent news comes around that I that needs to be passed on, um I'll be briefing the people as we go. But once again, this podcast is not live, so it won't do any help. <laughs> you know, but um. <laughs> Okay, so what we got next on the dock, man? Um, we gonna talk about. It was in where Indiana, right? Was it in Indiana? Yes. Oh, uh, Virginia. No, it was in Virginia. We're gonna talk about Virginia. Virginia, come to the front of the board, please. The mm-hmm. state of Virginia. I need the state of Virginia right now. I need y'all to come to the front right now because I got some questions for y'all police department. Virginia police just encountered a very dangerous murder suspect. Triple homicide to be exact. One of the homicides was a kid. So now, listen to the key words. Triple homicide. One of them was a kid. Murder suspect. You see all these key words that's just automatically just alarming and it's very dangerous just hearing those key words. Well, Virginia Sheriff's Department on Tuesday arrested a naked man wanted in connection to a triple homicide that left two women and a child dead. Why am I talking about this story? I'm going to say his name is Matthew Bernard, 18 years old. He ran at a reporter at the scene. That was one. He tried to get maced by an officer. That didn't work. He choked a church caretaker also. That's three. Because we're we not going to just disregard that he tried to get maced. Okay? Now, there's also videos. Everybody, y'all can go on Google and just Google the Virginia uh, murder suspect. And y'all going to see this video of this man running at an officer. Running directly at an officer who, guess what, runs away. The officer runs away from the man as he's running towards him. Now, think about it, people. With a shotgun in his hand. With a shotgun in his hand, with mace, with a stun gun on his belt, and all other necessities that they arm police officers with to do their job in the correct fashion. This man is naked. He doesn't have anything in his hand, no weapons. The only weapon he got is his shaft that's swinging around. You scared of his shaft? (laughs) Huh? That's what you scared of? We all got the same tool. You scared of his shaft? You got a gun on you. You got a mace. You got a stun gun. But, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? None of those items got deployed through this whole chasing scene. Um, Also, um, a couple other officers join in, and they chase him as well. But once again... No one takes this man seriously. No guns get drawn out. Um, none of the aggressive behaviors that we see as black men in this world today by police officers. None of those, none of those um, procedures were, were brought out on this mail, man. And I'm just confused and I'm baffled about it because, once again, Eric Garner gets choked out by several police officers. They put him in a chokehold. This man did not have any weapons on him. He was selling cigarettes. He didn't have any weapons on him, and he gets choked out to his death. Okay? Alton Sterling, selling CDs at a store. He wasn't a threat. This man gets killed in cold blood. 
the other guy that got shot in his car, telling the police officer he legally has a gun. He gets shot in his car in front of his girlfriend. The stories goes on, ladies and gentlemen. I can keep on going. I can keep on going. And none of these guys were displaying aggressive behaviors, but telling the people, hey, I can't breathe. Or, hey, you're being too rough. Or, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, yes, I have to speak on matters like this because it, it, it's, it's not fair, man. It's not fair. And for this man to get arrested naked with not a scratch on him, and for police officers whose arm, who's properly trained to go through situations like this, if, if you ask me, this is the easiest, Shane, the easiest takedown. He ain't got no weapons. He not aggressive. You mean to tell me you can't take this man down? Come on, man. I, I watched the I watched the one cop had his um I forgot what they call those sticks, but he had the let's just say a baton, a baton. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And he was running away from him. Okay. Right. Okay. Why I gave my I, I gave my thoughts. I'm finna give you the flow, man. Tell me what you think about that video when you seen it. I, I just think it's like the training for that police department. I know some people is quick on the trigger and some is not, but he could have tased him. He could have been tased. Uh, I hear a lot of things could have happened. I just don't understand why the officer was running away with his baton while this guy was just finished choking the um, the church, the guy at the church. Yeah, it just, you know, the police officer running, he tried to mace him or whatever. But I just don't understand why he, he couldn't, he didn't take him down and just put him down there and arrest him. Uh, he let him go in and choke some church guy. I don't know, I just think the training... For that cop, he wasn't even ready for it, or he just probably not shouldn't be in the field no more. I, I believe because they had a lot of they had a lot of police on that on that site, um, you know. And I just don't understand why it took it took that long to take them down. For real, now now as a now now let's get down to the nitty gritty. As a black man, what are you saying watching these watching this as all this is transpiring? I, I think it's crazy because a funny, you know, not a funny story, but when I was in Virginia, you know, I left on one of my friend's house because um, I had something to do. At, and a cop followed me um, at some point. I went to a red light. I turned right on red. Soon as I turned right on red, he pulled me over. Next thing you know, I had five police officers at my uh, at my door. And, you know, um cop asked me how drugs or gun. I was like, no, I don't. You know, so they run my license plate and everything. But it was pretty rude. But exactly. now you have a guy who, clearly, I, I'm assuming he's on drugs. He got to be on some kind of drugs. Um, or running around, you know. Oh, yep, that is a good point. Or medication, running around, you know, just killed three people. And now, you know, going around choking. I don't understand why the cops, I don't understand the behavior of, of taking them down. I mean, that was anybody else. I mean, like all the killings that happened. With people who didn't have no guns, like you say, um, officer and all those guys, they didn't have nothing on them. You had what ten, almost ten cops around them, and the man saying he was um, he couldn't breathe, and it still was you know excessive force. And then now you got a naked man who running around just killed three people with multiple police um, officers on the scene. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that either, and it, it 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 frustrates me more than it disappoints me, man. Because, um, you know, as much as as much as I try to avoid, you know, having these these conversations, because 
um, my family is diversified, man. I got a melting pot. You know what I'm saying? So right. we don't we don't we don't we don't really advocate a lot of those opinions because, you know, I got a melting pot for a family, man. So let's just all get along. But we can't ignore um we can't ignore the travesties that 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 we have been through, you know what I'm saying? Or that my family or that my that our ancestors have been through throughout the history of, of the United States. So my take on it is I, I like to educate my family more than than try to drill something in their head or try to get them or try to get them to not understand by saying y'all would never understand what's going on because right. y'all y'all not the skin color. That's so easy to and it is true to a certain extent, but let's educate at the same time. Like I like to give like like I don't like to just talk about it, man. In my household, bro, I like to give like spot on examples. So if, if we out together, whether we eating out or shopping or whatever, and I see it, like I just be like, hey, y'all look, y'all y'all see how this man looking at us, right? Just just pay attention. Or look, he following me. Y'all pay, you know what I'm saying? So they can see for themselves, like, oh, yeah, he and it's crazy because my stepdaughter be like, Joe, that man was really looking at you, or he was following you. I'm like, I know you see that. That's just the things go through having this brown skin tone, Anna. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, so I like to give her examples so she can see for herself and she can make her own judgment and she can actually see like, yo, this this really goes on. You know what I'm saying? This really goes on. So she can share that information or pass it on down to whoever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, it's better to educate them than to try to you know put in their brains. Hey this person on like this person because not everybody is like that but the thing is we do run across those people yes and the the bad outweigh the good you know what i'm saying man all the time bad outweigh the good so it sounds like you know we always bitching about it because i get it man you know what i'm saying like I, i got white friends man and one of my white friends we was talking about it one day and it wasn't him but it was his friend it was like man y'all y'all talking like y'all mad at me like i did something <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, yeah. it sounds like that, bro, but that's not the case, bro. It's just we talk to you because we really want you to see where we're coming from. You know what I'm saying? And you really won't understand it because you don't actually see these things when we go in stores or when we just ride a corner. Like, you take somebody example, or me. We not doing nothing but supporting our family, bro. You know what I'm saying? But we could be in the car right on the side of each other with you without peers of the other color and guess what they're gonna look at me and you way more than they look at our peers because oh, yeah. for, because for some strange region i guess our color makes us look like we're up to no good and yeah, it's and, and it's sad and like, and like i and like i say like i'm not sure um any other killings happen in virginia you know when it's killing um killing all the blacks but that police station is totally different. You know, some of the other ones, they was quick to pull the trigger. This this guy, you know, he wouldn't even, he didn't pull out his taser, you know? So it, is it training? Is it the fear that, hey, we shot too many people, now we don't want to hear the backlash from everybody? Uh, you know, so it's like, that's why I would like to know what what's the difference in the training for the police station or how's the thinking? Because everybody grew up different, you know? Some people grow up, where they terrorize a certain people. So maybe something that um, scares them don't scare the next cop because the other cops grew up different. I agree. But I don't know, man. Sit down with cops and, you know, just asking those questions. 
the ones who was involved. And, Absolutely. And, and they perished. Absolutely, and I'm putting together a podcast with a few police officers, man, just to get get their opinions, oh. man. Because, um, you um you know Bodrick, Bodrick is a good friend of mine. We grew up together as well. Yeah. He's a police officer. He's a hell of a police officer. You know what I'm saying? He does his job. You know, um, his colleagues that he speak highly of, they do their job. They not with that. He never encountered me talking to him. He said he never encountered. Um, them talking like that, although he knows it exists, you know what I'm saying. And um, as with any job, you know every job has the buddy buddy system. So, you know, they gonna protect, you know, they little circles as much as they can. Not him, but you know the corrupt cops. That's that's you know what I'm saying. They gonna they gonna protect. Yeah. Their little, they gonna protect their little circle, man. But I I I, I want to have that open dialogue because people like Bodrick he shouldn't wear that stigma or he shouldn't get judged just because he have a badge on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they shouldn't yeah. automatically give him that stigma. Like, oh, man, officers ain't shit. You finna act like them. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, bro, everybody ain't like that. And it's unfair to give every police officer, white or black or any color, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's messed stigma on them, bro, because everybody's not like that. Exactly, man. And I'll tell you what, a good show to watch is called Body Cam. And, you know, that show is basically with body cams that, man, it's crazy how I can see why some pull the trigger faster than others, to be honest with you. And I understand why some don't pull the triggers. Because that show right there, they have their body cam shot because they're not pulling the trigger. And some of these guys, you know, obviously shooting back. But um, if you get time, you know, Google the show. I forgot what um what network is on, but Google Body Cam and that, that show the, brings some. I think it's on the same uh network as Live PD, right? I think so. Okay. But I was like, man, I watched this one guy, and, and this is a white guy, you know. The cop um the cop stopped him. The white guy shot the cop, and then man, he went over the cop and shot him like four more times. Man, I was like, holy crap, man, this guy had no respect for that cop. And you know, white guy, white cop. Um, so that's what that's I'm what saying. I, like I to... get it. I get it, bro. Like it's a dangerous job, and you never know. If somebody's right. as a cop, if I was a cop, bro, and I'm going scene, and I'm getting all my calls over the radio, and they're telling me, "Hey, you know, it's weapons involved, shots fired, blah blah blah." As a cop, my heart's beating already because I'm going okay. You never know what's going to happen. And then you pull up to a scene. And I didn't see this on the internet, bro. Like, these cops, it was two cops. They pulled up to the house, bro. And the man came to the door. Where the cop was like, put the gun down as they walking up, both of them. They like, put the gun down. And he like, I'm telling, as they walking up, he like, I'm telling y'all I got a gun. Back up. They like, put the gun down. And right as he went to raise the gun, cops just start firing at him. Like, took him out quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? And And, and just right there. I, just watching that video, I gained a greater level of respect for cops because I get it why some cops are trigger happy because you never know, bro. You never know, and you can't you can't take everybody for 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 fun and games. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, but at the same time, it's got to be some kind of protocol, man. Now, when you got a gun pointed at you, I I get it. That's a different story. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. It ain't no understanding or it ain't no talking because that person could put you. Don't play with shit like that. But when you approaching the situation 
and it's an unarmed black man, okay, he's getting a little aggressive, but he has no weapons on him at all. See, see what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a totally different situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, need, they need to understand the levels of escalation. Exactly. You know? uh, like, obviously, you know, you already pat him down or whatever, or um, it's like three or four, y'all. That's a different story, man. It's three times one. I mean, I got it, but it's three tasers that's available. It's three available. See what so, I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. Exactly. You feel me? That's how exactly how that he could have been taken down before he even choked the first church caretaker. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the first church caretaker got choked because they should have been de-escalated the situation. I'm so. just glad he really didn't hurt nobody else, man. Yeah. I, I, mean, I know he choked the church guy, but... He could have killed somebody else. All that playing yeah. they was doing. That's what I call it. All that playing they was doing. He could have killed somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. So like I, I just I just feel like I'm I'm gonna keep my eyes on this and see exactly, you know, if, if anybody is gonna answer those questions because I'm sure the NAACP is gonna have something to say about it. I'm sure. Um, just about. Oh yeah, you, just, you know just, that ain't going yeah. away. <laughs> just about a lot of the practices that's been going on. So, but that's it, man. We ain't gonna talk on the tangent. I ain't gonna keep y'all on the same little little topic. Y'all know my line. I you know what I'm saying. So, um, I think that was all for the books today, man. Um, y'all get used to hearing my man voice, man. He gonna be a regular on the podcast. He gonna be giving y'all tips. Y'all could always follow him on his social media. Louisiana underscore hyena. Um, and y'all can see what he got going on. A whole lot of running, whole lot of flying, a whole formational shit. You know what I'm saying? But most importantly, motivation. Um, that guy motivates me, man. Every time I get on Instagram, um, I got him starred. So, you know, he kind of pop up on my on my timeline immediately time I get on and you know, I see him doing the work and getting busy. So that 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 motivates me, man, and I'm I, I never really got a chance to tell you that, but you you motivate me, bro. So keep up the good work, you, man. Hey, same over there, man. Like I say, most of the time when I'm running, I you already know it's in my um my phone, playing <laughs> through my headphones. <laughs> Straight up. <I laughs> Sometimes it's not good for me because I'm, I'm sitting here like trying to concentrate, and this guy got me rolling. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you listening, man. That means a lot, and it goes a long way. I hold that dear, dear to my heart, man, because I know for a fact you are an avid listener of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I want to keep you in my corner, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, appreciate it, man. It means a lot to me, bro. Before we get out of oh, here, definitely. before we get out of here, now let's talk about our Bayou Bengals, baby. Season about oh, to start. Oh, man, I just been asking you about that. Y'all just started. I hope that's a steam. Ain't no hope. Ain't no hope. It better be a fucking steam roll. Oh, man. I'm so excited. You. Tomorrow, baby. Tomorrow, baby. It's going down yeah. tomorrow to kick off for us. Um, A lot of teams started on Thursday. Um, They got it in. So um, we play tomorrow. So my question to you, though. What you got? What's up with Texas, man? Texas AM. As far as what? They, as far as them being a competitor or what? No, no, no. They played they they played a game the other day and they the cups that they was handing out seventy four seventy two. The cups that was what? 
they was handed out to the uh, customers uh-huh. at the game the other day uh-huh. was seventy four seventy two. You know to get uh, the seven um time um the seven overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they was man. handing out cups about that. Oh, so they starting already. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Okay. okay. They must That's not what know. They're handing out at the game. They must not know we number six. They better put some respect on our name, man. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I was like, man, that game is marked on the calendar, man. Hey, Joe. Joe. Yes, it's super. Mar- Joe Burrow. What you think, man? I think. I think <laughs> this is his year. He more poised. He got a chance to 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 get himself together. We supported him. Um, I like how he I, I I like him because he's the best quarterback we've had in a couple years. Do you oh, agree? Definitely, man. He yeah, definitely. He's not a uh, avid runner, but hey, he when he has to run, he run. When he, he's a good player, so, hey, I'm the same way, man. I'm like, man, we got a quarterback. Yes, a so real quarterback. We're we gonna be pretty good. Yeah, we're gonna be pretty good this year. I'm excited. Got some running, good running backs. But we, you know, it's always good running backs in the DBU. You know, so. Um, I'm just a little shaky about our linebackers, man. I'm shaky about our linebackers, man. I feel like linebackers is key when it comes down to stopping the run, especially in the SEC, because you know they're going to run the ball in the SEC. So um, I'm eager to see what our linebacking core going to do, man. If they can just play decent and steady, I feel like I feel like we're going to make some noise, man. Um, Clemson is the team to beat. So, yeah. is, so is Alabama, yeah. but – I fear Clemson more than Alabama, cause Clemson, yeah. Clemson quarterback boy, as a true freshman, he was looking like Tom Brady. So I don't know who he gonna look like this year. Hey, he he looked good. Yeah, he looked never great. got rattled. He looked great, bro. Man, he looked great. It's crazy. He looked great as a true freshman. That boy sitting in the pocket. He great decisions. Um, his turnover uh, ratio was very low. Like I think, I think, I think. Um, did he win the Heisman last year? Uh, I don't think he did. Okay, well, if if he gonna damn sure win it this year, that's that's yeah. hands down. He got my vote. That's hands down. He got my vote. And I ain't never even I ain't seen him play yet. I'm still going off of last year. He just freshman, yeah. not a red shirt freshman, a true freshman, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, that I mean Sweeney having them boys, you know, playing as a team, and that's the thing. So that's the thing about Clemson. That whole staff been together. For how long, you know? So they have all that chemistry over there versus, like, you know, ourselves had a little bit of turnover. So we'll see what, you know, I think we should be doing do pretty good this year. Yeah, we got a um, revamped offense. We got a revamped offense. Um, It's a spread offense. And I love a spread offense because um, LSU is big on, like you said, recruiting um, wide receivers and uh, and DBs. So we got some nice recruits along with the supporting cash from last year. Um, so a spread offense is great. Um, it'll give Joe Burrow time to sit in the pocket and make great decisions. Everybody can get the ball, and it's going to also keep the defense. Um, so when it comes down to knowing that we can pass the ball, it'll open up a lot of holes for us to get to our bread and butter, which is the run game. So Yeah, definitely, man. And then yes. uh, I just saw Mama have a big loss at linebacker, man. Yeah, I know, but with them motherfuckers, they got them second and third string to start anywhere in the SEC. Hey, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I think the kids, I think he's still he's not a draft pick. I mean, hopefully he have a you know a speedy recovery, but I think he's gonna be a good draft pick. Of course, of course, of course, I like it, but um, 
Let's go buy you bangles, baby. Go ahead and yeah, start the Sunday. Sunday buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got after that? You know? Let me pop uh, the schedule up, Texas. man. Okay. Not Texas AM, no. On. Texas. No, no. Um, the Longhorn. Steamroll them, and then we're going to beat up their big brothers, Texas AM. Yeah. <laughs> and get it done in a timely fashion, baby. I'll, so. Our schedule, not really. I'm looking at it. It's not really that bad. I mean, all our. All our games that we have to win is at the end of the season, though. As always, the big games, Alabama, um, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. How Florida looked last year? We got Florida on homecoming. You the homecoming is pretty easy. Well, we owe owe them because they beat us last year, so we owe them. We owe them big time. Okay, Uh, and they ain't that godly, too, so. They garbage. But, like I said, you know how the SEC go, man. That first game don't really say shit. You know what I'm saying? Nope. A lot of times in the SEC, a lot of SEC teams, you know, lose that first game and then they shake back as the C because we're going to beat up on each other. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's Alabama beating Mississippi State or Texas A&M or South Carolina handing Mississippi State a loss, like we're going to beat up on each other. So it's going to always be a chance in the SEC. That's the good thing about it and it's the bad thing about it because – the good thing about it is, is, is we all get a chance by beating up on each other. But the bad thing about it is, we on each other, which we gonna knock, we gonna knock each other out of the race. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, is gonna end up making room for a Notre Dame or a a a a a a a, 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 a whatever to sneak in. That's not even in the conference. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the bad thing about the SEC. You know what I'm saying? But everybody, I agree with you, man. Everybody knows we're powerhouse, so. Yeah, I agree with you, but I'm looking at Alabama's schedule. Alabama, they got what Texas A&M they play, and they us. us. I think that's it. I think I think that they on they schedule is weak as fuck. Man, they got Mississippi State and Auburn. However, you want to look at that. That's that's cakewalk. Mississippi wow. State might bump them. That's about it. But they they schedule I'm like, is weak. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, so, they, but, so we'll be beat up. You know, other teams is beat up because you know they're playing hard games. Alabama go win games seventy five to nothing because they ain't playing nobody. They ain't playing nobody. And they're gonna just, be fresh, they're gonna be fresh for the. They just helping with their points. With their points. <laughs> oh, they beating up on people. We gonna keep them up in the power ranking, but they ain't playing nobody. So, you know, hopefully UL Lafayette can beat Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that man. I was like, oh. That's a big game for them. Yeah, that is. Go Cajuns. They got a uh they got an eighteen and a half point spread, so Jeez. might be a steamroller, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they playing at? They are playing they play No, they playing in Lafayette, my man. That's might be a nice little game to check out. Oh man. I wish I was home. I would have went to that. Hell y'all done <laughs> went to that game. That game gonna be packed. That's not that um UL is doing pretty good as far as setting up their schedule, man, because they had a big game last year, too. I forgot who they played, but it was a big – they played a big-time school. They got steamrolled, but um, it was good exposure for, 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 the, for the school, the football team, as well as the fans to just come to the stadium and show their support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So – you know they, you know we walking in like, oh, they body, we about to get our ass beat. But hey, I get to see Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go Cajuns! <laughs> Hell yeah! Go Cajuns! Damn man. man. 
So you got uh, any pre-playoff? Give me, give me. Come on, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb, man. Give me, give me, give me your four playoff teams right quick before we get out of here. College playoffs. Uh, I think Clemson gonna be one of them. Okay. What is four teams, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I want to see us come out the SEC. We need to see how we play. Well, us, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Ohio State is going to be over there. Black Ohio State. Yeah, I think they're going to be back. What they rank? I, I can't think of the. Uh, let me see. I don't know what they rank, but I know they have they have like a huge bounce back. They they kind of match from last year. Let me see. Um, who you got? Clemson number one. Ohio State ranked number five. Alabama number two. Georgia is number three. Oklahoma is number four. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. I'm keeping out of it. Fuck Bama. <laughs> I'm keeping Bama out of it, man. They're going to knock Bama. I'm predicting... This is gonna be a, a, a disappointing year for Alabama. Yeah, they might. They're gonna lose two games. Record. I'm saying it. It's on the podcast. We're gonna go back to it. We're gonna revisit this situation. But I'm putting it. I'm saying it right now. Alabama is gonna lose two games this year. One of them gonna definitely be there. I, I think, man. Depending on how they call the game, I think we could beat them. Like some of the calls last year, I, I didn't understand those calls. But yeah, always, but I think, I think we, we we playing that. We playing uh, home this year though. Do we? So that's good. Yeah, cause we we played at um, Alabama the past two three years. I think we gotta be playing Alabama at home. Let me check. We should. I know that's- I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, oh, we in Tuscaloosa. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn, we play ULF yet too. Oh no, 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 no! I lie, I lie. Georgia Southern. I'm looking at Georgia Southern's guys about to do them boys like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Georgia Southern, Texas, Northwestern State. So win, win, win. Texas might bump us though. They rank number ten. Texas might bump us. Don't lie. Texas might bump us. That's gonna be a good game. They have game some good for talent us. over there. Huh? They have some good talent over there. Yeah, they got some good talent, Brandon. Last year, they uh, like like they really made some noise. They they really got back on the national level, like as far as you know, they wasn't even ranked the past uh, minus last year, the past three four years they wasn't even ranked. Yeah. They was trapped. They fell off. Yeah, they shit. fell yeah. off pretty bad. Yeah, so last year they like they made a lot of noise. They won some very good big games, and they was able to get in the top ten ranking. So that's big, man. Bumpers. So, um. So I um I ain't gonna overlook that Texas game, bro. I ain't I ain't gonna overlook that Texas game at all. But I tell you what, I'm counting it as a win, baby. Vanderbilt, yeah. I'm counting it as a win. Utah State, <laughs> steamroll. <laughs> Florida, we gotta bump them, baby. They rank number eight. We rank number. I feel like we got a tougher schedule than Alabama. So when we get to Alabama. And they do beat us if we could just run the table on all these games, including the Auburn games. 
after the Utah State game. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got we got Florida, then we got Mississippi State, and then we got Auburn, and then we got Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Then we got Ole Miss. So these last, like you said, these last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The last seven games, some big games for us, man. So it's gonna make our breakers, man. I'm looking forward to it. Don't have me breaking the right. TV. <laughs> That's what I was, I was looking at when I was looking at the schedule earlier this year. I was like, if we could win all the games and lose to Alabama, I don't think that should that would drop us. Nope, because but we got the schedule. we got to run the table. We got to run the table. So with this new spread offense, I'm only scared because you know how Joe Burrow get. You feel me? So he's throwing uh-huh. that ball, them picks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hopefully, we can find that balance and we can continue running three running backs. With five goddamn wide receivers and just go crazy out there, just put up hella numbers. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm and ex- that O line look like they'll be good. I know they got that that big guy, man. I think he's number seventy-seven. He's from Louisiana too. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I was watching bro. the show on him, I was like, man, that's a big guy. I'm excited. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for it. So. That was it, man. Bayou Bengals. You know we're going to end the podcast talking about, you know what I'm saying? It was my first love. LSU was my first love. You hear me? So <laughs> we're going to end the podcast talking about our Bayou Bengals. Go Tigers. We're looking forward to the season. Of course, we're going to have some tailgating podcasts as the season go on. You know, we're going to incorporate that into that as well. Um, So y'all look forward to all that. Um, Once again, if you want to be sneaky and not follow, Let's go ahead and check out my man page. Get you some motivational information. Get you some 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 running tips in, man. And and uh, if you be nice to him, man, you know what I'm saying. You might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah I, got, I, I got I got I got some special for you. <laughs> okay. I got some special for you. I I'm just waiting for it to come in. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Hey, take you, baby. No rush. You're in, man. I just appreciate it, man. So, um. Shots out once again, man. Louisiana Hyena, man. That's his that's his uh social handle, man. Louisiana underscore hyena. If you can't spell it, look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know mine, the black aristocrats, no spaces. That's all my social media media handles. The black aristocrats, no spaces, man. Link is in the bio. Subscribe. Thank y'all for listening. Any last words, any shots off you want to give the people before we sign out? Nah, this hey, I, like as always, man, I want to thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Like it's, it's pretty impressive to see what you're doing. Um and thanks for keeping me with the laugh. Not always good for me when I'm but hey, <laughs> if I miss anything, I come back and sit down when I'm I'm trying to recover and listen to it again. But yeah, man, thanks for that. Keep keep grinding and then you know, shout out to all our classmates, man. Like, you see a lot of them. Um, a lot of our peers out there doing good things. So, man, when I when I get back on that mainland, we definitely gonna have to have some kind of get together. You know, I invite everybody over or something. Yes, sir. I damn sure like it. Maybe we can put together a, a reunion uh, podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that would be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so it's on it's on wax, man. It's on the record, man. Me and Shane gonna put together a podcast. And um, I'm looking forward to that. We're just going to have to figure out the location. Um, yeah, and th- then 
I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know, keep monitoring your running. I see you and your daughter be doing some running, so yes, sir. I get that in July. Yes, I get sir. that in July. So yes, sir. July, July, <laughs> August. You yes, know, sir. yes, we sir. Might have, I might have to come down there and do a run. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna put the work in. So you know, what I'm saying now that I know you're gonna call me out, I'm ready. Yes, sir. I'm looking no, forward I, to I, it. You know. I'm comfortable wherever you wherever you want to run, man. Five K, yeah. that's good with me. Hell yeah! You know it ain't it's, gonna be no thirty miles. You ain't even not fifty nah, 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 nah. no thirty miles. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this fifty miler is gonna be the last thing. And the reason why I'm doing this fifty miler time is because I should be taking over a company in July, so I won't have the time to train to do a fifty miler. So I'm trying to do it before I go to my next duty station because. I'm assuming I'm going to probably be pretty busy, you know. So I was trying to get it done before that. But, yeah, that's that's it, man. This 50 mile will be the end goal. Uh, and then everything else will be probably, like, half marathons and maybe a couple of full. But, yeah. Yes, sir. I like it. I like it. I like it. Shouts out uh the kids out there, man. Shouts out everybody in Hawaii. Shouts out all my people in the service. You know what I'm saying? Oh. For your service. Um, thank y'all for keeping us safe. Thank y'all for putting y'all life on the line and risking everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, thanks for the selfless effort, man, that y'all do, bro. Um I try to say that every thank chance you, I man. get, man. I try to say that every chance I get because um y'all some selfless brothers, man. Y'all some selfless brothers, bro. And for y'all to put y'all life out on the line, man, like that's big, bro. That's big. So thank y'all, man, from the bottom of my heart. Um, y'all keep up the good work. Keep up the brotherhood, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's not gonna be. Oh, his, thank you, man. It's not gonna be his last time, man. We gonna kick it like Definitely this. Definitely not. Often we gonna kick it like this a lot, man. So, black aristocrats, we gonna end with the sounds of my man, Larry June, off the EP, which is. Mr. Midnight, he just dropped this, man, probably like a month ago. Um, he on fire right now, too, man. A lot of people was catching wind in Larry June. Um, I like him. I listen to him on my runs, you know what I'm saying? You know, he ain't a motivational rapper, you know, a rapper, man. So, shouts out Larry June, man. This off the Mr. Midnight EP, and this song is called Organic Mud, man. Black Aristocrat Podcast. We are out. We're gonna have to try this one again. I played it on my phone, Shane. Why you ain't tell me, dog? I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? I gotta let you hear the music too. And I'm keeping this too. This is live just to let everybody know that. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm telling you, like, we don't hold no punches, man. This shit is all the way real over here, man. Like, we're not gonna play, but I cannot let not let my man in with the vibe either, man. He gotta catch a vibe too, now, Shane. Let him know, baby. You got to catch it, man. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to end this mud off together where my man can hear it, too. And once again, let's try this again. We're going to end it with Mr. Midnight, Larry June. That's the name of the EP, Mr. Midnight by Larry June. The name of this song is titled Organic Mud, Black Aristocrat Pot. Ow. I'm tired, bitch. Hey, now, yeah, 
shirt. Tapped in with Mike, got the old school hit. Sliding down high street, yeah. Saw my old game, so I stopped and waved. Damn, I ain't seen this bitch in days. Car wash pimping, I'm back inside. Every time you see me, I'm stacking side. I gotta stack up, bitch. Moving, grooving on my shit. Re rock, flip a lot. Moving with a six shot. Bought it how I wanted, so I went and kept the whip stock. Ball a nigga, no, you not. Nigga, use a mark. Get you skidded by the nigga pocket. Okay, you bought the AMG, I seen that. And I don't even trap no more, this all rap. Everything a nigga talk about is all facts, nigga. Yeah. Uh, nigga had to step it up.